Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland with... Molly, also in Portland. Yes. Dimity is off hosting yet another Tales from Another Mother Runner party. Tonight she is in Midlothian, Virginia. So I was like, okay, who can I have on the show that I can just talk to? And I like having someone in the, quote, studio, otherwise known as the guest bedroom uh, shipping room. And so I thought of Molly. And then you came up with a brilliant idea, Molly. Yes, I thought that I would interview you about your injury. Uh-huh. You turn the tables a little bit. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So how are you feeling? How am I feeling? Uh, well, I just noticed that the sun is out, so that boosts my mood a lot. We've had... I've, I've known since college that I am very affected by the weather uh, on my moods, and so we have had a lot of low-lying um, kind of coastal clouds, mm-hmm. right? Is that what we call them here? Okay. Yeah, yeah, marine layer. Marine layer, there mm-hmm. we go. And uh, so, yeah, to have no sunshine the whole day, that definitely, those days wore on me a lot, and mm-hmm. it um, depressed me. And um, uh, so it's, you know, but now now it's been almost, I've almost been a week in my cast. I got a cast uh, on th- last Thursday, which was, gosh, I don't, I don't, dates have no meaning to me now. Um, so got it and was told that I would have it on for three weeks, and so now it's Wednesday as we record this. So as of tomorrow, it'll only be two weeks that I have the cast on. Mm-hmm. So I'm you know, ticking down the days and I'm staying very, very busy with work, which helps make time pass a little faster, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. And yeah, and you come over and see me a lot. So that brightens my <laughs> mood immeasurably. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Well, everybody's been asking about you and how you are. And then occasionally somebody asks me how I am. And I'm like, yeah, this is tough on me. (laughs) Enough about Sarah. (laughs) Well, that was originally what we were going to talk about sort of was how tough it is on the running partner. Yeah, it's been really hard to get up in the morning and not have the motivation to, you know, be meeting you out there and run by myself and Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have you found that you've cut your run shorter or maybe done other things instead? It's just been a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been all the all the way around awful. Instead of getting out the door in a half an hour, it takes me an hour and 15 minutes. Oh. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm lazy about it. And I stop and look at all the flowers and uh-huh. read all the uh, house for sale signs. And Oh, goodness. Yeah, I know. It's just kind well, of Well, the good thing is there aren't many houses for sale in our neighborhood, so you don't have that excuse too often. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of flowers to look at. Yeah. You sent me that very pretty picture this morning from the Peninsula Rose Garden. So that tells me you went at least six miles today. Yes, I did with a nice stop there in the middle to check mm-hmm. my email. And have you did not. Oh, I did. I know. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's all the way around bad. <laughs> but it's good because, I mean, you did a marathon last month. So you were going to, you even before all this, you had said you were going to do less running this summer. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I do miss you. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. And so you're homebound and am, yeah. mentally you're, you're, you're pretty okay though. Well, it, it definitely comes in waves. I mean, I'm, I'm also, you point out the homebound thing. I mean, that is, it's tough, you know, that to, to be, uh, you know, I joke that I'm a shut in, but mm-hmm. it does feel a little bit like that. I mean, it's literally difficult to get out of the house because there's just, you know, two tiny little steps up into our, to get into our back door. But I mean, I can't get down those unless I have my eye walk thing on the thing that makes me, you know, the peg leg mm-hmm. that we joke about. And then, 
you know, the, our driveway's a little sloped, so I I need to either be holding on to, you know, the van if it's parked there or holding on to somebody's arm mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I don't want to fall and break my wrist while I'm rehabbing from a broken ankle. Um, but, you know, like on, um, was that, I guess it was Friday or was that Thursday? Whatever day it was, I, Jack called me, he'd been out. It was Friday and he's, and he said, how are you doing? And I admitted to him that I was feeling really down. And so he just listened to me say that on the phone, didn't really say anything. He comes home and he's like, oh, okay, I, you know, Miller needs to go get his shots. Why don't you come with me? Because Molly, you are Miller's veterinarian. <laughs> so, so, I mean, usually I'd be like, yeah, no, that's okay. Why don't you do that, Aaron, honey? But I was like, woohoo, I get to go, go to the vets <laughs> and see Molly. And, and it was just, even just, you know, I loved seeing you. I, so much enjoyed the drive to be like, oh, look, they're, you know, look at those pretty roses in bloom or look that they've done more work on that apartment building or whatever it is, you know, to just see things and be reminded that the world is bigger than just my little corner here in, mm-hmm. in Irvington. And so, um, and then I got out on Saturday night, went to see Pitch Perfect 2. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so that was, you know, exciting to get out and, and, see you know that and it lifted my spirits so yeah so are you finding that because you're mostly homebound that you have a greater appreciation for the small things that you do well you know I was thinking about that that um I guess what did or what have been some of the the positives that have come out of this you know in being concentrated at home well so so I'll take that as sort of two questions because one thing on Sunday afternoon after no, it was the week before. Week before, um, week ago Sunday, I was sitting outside. It was a nice day, and I was needlepointing your squirrel needlepoint pillow. Oh, which turned out so cute. <laughs> which yeah. we finished on Sunday, and uh, the following week. And so, thank you for saying it's cute. Uh, and so I was sitting out there. You know, had my foot propped up. I had a you know some iced tea, and I was listening to some podcast. And I suddenly thought, you know what? I'd be doing the exact same thing if I had two good ankles. Mm-hmm. So why should I be having a pity party? Because I like sitting around and needle pointing and listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, but, but there's a sense, I get a sense, you know, an internal sense of, well, I'm having to do this because I can't go, you know, go on a hike or go, you know, I don't know, go run errands. Ooh, isn't that thrilling? Um, I mean, I do miss silly things like running errands, like, you know, that I have to, you know, I had an overdue library book and I had to rely on Jack to return the library book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of letting go of things. But then, uh, well, we've been having a meal train. Mm-hmm. So um, neighbors, friends, um, mother runners, you, um, which you kind of fit into all three of those categories. Um, my, uh, meal, have, my meal was the lamest. No, it was not. <laughs> it, was. it was not. People have been so nice. The meals that have come in, I'm like, dang. Oh. Yeah, mine was like, oh, yeah, this like cheesy stewy thing. I didn't even cook the rice. Here, you can make that. Anyway, but people, it, people have been so generous. People have been so generous. Mm. And, you know, you know, Audrey, who's a mother runner who is uh, models a couple of our sweatshirts on our, on our store site. You know, she even brought me a little posy of sweet peas. Oh my gosh. And, you know, yeah. And Melissa, who was selling for us at Hippie Chicks, she brought me a bouquet of tulips from her yard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do you sense a theme of that? I love flowers. If, if people didn't know that before, you'll know that after listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. And so, and just, oh yeah, I mean, and oh, you know, uh, Krista, who worked for us at um, Rock and Roll, who I oftentimes see around the neighborhood, 
and who also models for us. Um, she brought last night. She brought two um, bottles of hard cider because she knows I love hard cider. That's so, so nice. I mean, so nice. And you know, and brought. Where are they? <laughs> Where are they? Crack them open. Yeah. It's 11. Yeah. It's 510 somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's only 1110 here. Um, so, yes, and just such, such tasty food. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, t- you know, given my upbringing, I really feel that food equates with love. So I feel a lot of love from that. And but but you asked about what small things I appreciate. I definitely feel that Jack and I have gotten closer. Oh, wonderful. Uh, we, you know, it was definitely the first couple of days were really rough because I felt like I was nagging him. I was being demanding. And, I, you know, I finally just had a breakdown. I was like, I'm sorry I have to ask you to do all these things, but I cannot do them. Mm-hmm. So I need you to do them. So, but, you know, last night it was a nice evening and, and I asked him if he wanted to go for a walk around the neighborhood with me, you know, meaning the block. Um, and so, you know, it makes me feel a little more secure to hold his hand. So we very slowly walked around the block holding hands and we never hold hands in regular life. Mm-hmm. And then also I feel I've gotten a lot, lot closer to my son, John. He, I've always known that John has a very big heart and is a very empathetic child, but he has just just shined during all of this i mean he's uh, i um was downstairs in the kitchen and i and he was upstairs and i yell i'm like john and as he's running down the stairs he's saying what can i do for you mom i'm like wow wow you know that is just and he just oh he'll be like mom you look sad why are you sad you know um or you know we for a while i was um i had john sleep in in the bed with me rather than my husband jack because i jack snores and i was jack kind of thrashes a lot and i'm like okay i just need to get a really good night's sleep mm-hmm. john doesn't like sleeping by himself i'm like here john will sleep in here jack you go sleep in john's room and so you know i was going to bed really early because it makes me really tired to have this this to be growing some new bone and so we would just lay there in the dark and hold hands and talk oh <laughs> and, sweet and you know he he just he's um just makes conversation almost like an adult he every he will be laying there and he'll say so how was your day today mom oh. or you know what'd you do today mom and um so so uh, this has opened you up it's you've become more vulnerable and you find yourself accepting this help Yes, mm-hmm. which is which is hard. Um, it is, I bet. It is because you know, um, or like I have, I have this woman Dana, who's a neighbor and who used to work for me a million years ago when I worked at Lucy dot com, and so she, she typically, when I travel on business or um, go away on vacation, she'll fill orders for the store, and so now that the store's in our basement and I can't go down the stairs very easily, she comes over every day every other day to fill orders and and help me pack for expos that people are going to or whatever and so you know i just you know to have someone be at to be for me to be sitting there not to be able to do anything and to have to ask her to do everything um i realize some people might like that but i don't like feeling demanding and so um it's almost like another form of vulnerability to be like um can you find me the signing pen? Cause oh, I need to sign this book. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. And so that's been tough, but has it opened you up in some ways to, uh, other people's vulnerabilities? Oh my goodness. I definitely, I mean, I feel that I'm, um, a lot more empathetic to news stories that I read mm-hmm. or on Saturday, the post that I, on Facebook, I asked how long was the longest people had ever been sidelined by injury. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, you know, I just wept 
as I read through those. And I really felt a new level of empathy for those people. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I had asked that question before, I would have been like, oh, that's a bummer. Oh, you know, and I, I would have gotten a little teary probably because I'm, uh, despite my stoic exterior, I'm a, I'm a crier. And, but it just, I really, just really felt a lot more for those people. And then, oh my goodness, yesterday I got it. We got an email in our store inbox from this woman. Um, and I want to say her name's Angie. I know her first initial's A. But so she, the subject line was um, something like, don't worry, you won't set off the uh, uh, metal detectors at the airport. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought it was going to be like some jokey thing. Like, oh, I got a bunch of pins and I go through all the time and I don't set them off. Oh no, it was this long email about her son who was a cross-country runner in high school and it com- just practically obliterated one of his ankles in a sledding accident. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she sent me a picture of all mm. the pins he had. And, oh, oh, I just was sobbing, but yet it had such a happy outcome because then a year later, the son and mom ran a ten, started running a 10-mile race together, and she had to stop to go to the bathroom. And so he was like, okay, mom, I'll meet you at the end. And he takes off. And, I mean, I'm getting chills just now thinking about it. I mm-hmm. mean, it was such a success story. And with the picture, I just was like, you know what? Like, other people go through similar and worse injuries and come back with, you know, just raging success. Yeah. So you've got a lot of reason to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Malls, we got to put the brakes on this conversation for just a minute while we hear from our sponsor. You still have a long road ahead, you mm-hmm. know, not to to belabor it. But um, as you look at that road ahead, do you have anxiety about the amount of time it's going to take to get back in shape? Well, you know, it's um, one kind of idiot, somewhat idiotic thing. I... <laughs> worry about the time it's going to take away from work that Mm -hmm. I think oh now I'm going to have to go to PT maybe like twice a week and that's you know an hour appointment and half an hour of travel time and that's going to make my life more hectic um I I really have no idea what how much um movement I'll have afterwards how much I'll be able to do afterwards um I'm not good with unknowns so I guess sometimes I try not to think too much about that but I do think about one um I really have liked all the kind of healers that have come through my life whether Mm -hmm. it was the acupuncturist I saw when I was getting infertility treatments or the um, certified athletic trainer that I saw when I had some knee problems and so I'm always I really like interacting with people like that I like kind of learning new things and kind of nifty little tricks so I guess when I let myself think about it, I think more about those like, oh, mm-hmm. I bet my PT will be like really nice and I'll learn some other things. And maybe they'll be like, well, as long as you're here and your insurance is paying for it, let's work on those weak adductors you have or something. Well, that's a good point. You have always been somebody that's been about the journey, not just the end goal. You've been somebody that's enjoyed the journey. Um, so I can see that in you. Oh, that's nice of you to point that out. Yeah. And you've also always been you know, pathologically optimistic. <laughs> I've decided you've said Which that to me. serves you well. You said that to me once on a, on a run. You've said it several times since because every time it makes me laugh. I've decided if ever I write 
a memoir. I'm going to call it pathologically optimistic. It's true. And there is somebody's um somebody has a clo- a memoir that's out right now that's close to that title, but not quite. So I think I might still be able to you know get a copyright on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah it, it it serves you well. It, it can be annoying for everybody else around you, but uh, <laughs> no, I I I I always appreciate it when we're on a, a long run or a short run, and I'm ready to give up, and you're like, oh hey headwind, we're just gonna work even harder. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, this is great. I think we've had a terrible run. You're like, no, it's fantastic. Anyway. Yeah. So, but you have always been somebody that's been about the journey. And I can see that you're going to enjoy all those steps along the way. Do you ever think about what it would be like if you couldn't run? Like, what if, you mm. know, there's too much arthritis in your ankle? And, you mm. know, or what if it had to be fused or something mm-hmm. else that, that didn't happen? Mm-hmm. Well, so as you'll recall, we went on one of our slow around the block walks mm-hmm. the other night, I guess it was Memorial Day night, and we ran into my neighbor, John. Yeah. Everybody in Portland's name is John, for the for the record, your husband, my son, my husband, our neighbor. Um, and so um, John has run, I had pointed out his house to you before saying, oh, that guy's run the hood to coast like a million times. It turns out he's run it 21 times. And so when we were walking, we ran into John and his wife and... John asked me what happened and I gave him a quick synopsis and I said, Oh, so have you been running? And he's like, no, I can't run anymore. That his, that the, he's totally worn out all the cartilage in his left knee. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him, I said, so you're looking at me with envy, aren't you? And he said, yep. And yeah, but uh, he was still doing other things. He was, he was still in really good shape and he was able to bike and Mm -hmm. he was able to hike Mm -hmm. and he was doing strengthening Mm-hmm. Right, but, he was doing some Pilates work, yeah. But the running wasn't going to happen for him anymore, he didn't think. Yeah, so I, um, you know, I oftentimes have thought about, I'll, I'll be at a party and meet someone who'll say, oh, I used to run and now I'm a walker, and they'll be like, you know, 62 or 59 or something like that. So, and you know, I um, am getting up in years, not not close to those numbers, but, um, but I'm in my late 40s. And so I have often kind of thought of my exit strategy from running, if mm-hmm. you will. But then, you know, we had um, that the Catherine Byers, oh, on, yeah. you know, and she's really 82 and running the Boston Marathon. So um, I, t- to answer your question, I don't allow myself to have those thoughts. My, when I went to get my splint taken off and the um, stitches out and the cast put on, the younger, more conservative doctor, surgeon, um, she started out on a kind of very negative path mm-hmm. and I was welling up. I started crying and she paused and she said, wait, let me tell you the positives about this. And I was like, yep, that's the way I roll. I want to hear the positives. And, you know, I mean, everybody I encounter at my orthopedics office, they all say, oh, wow, you really get after things. And they all use that phrase. It's like it's <laughs> like their corporate speak that, you know, that that they'll say, hey, can you get up on the table? So And I just hop up on my good leg and hop right onto the table. And they're like, oh, you really get after things. And so, you know, I hear so many success stories like that, you know, that granted that boy's in high school. And so mm-hmm. his bones are <laughs> a little better to heal than mine. But if it's just a question of, of having some pain in my ankle, you know, that's, that's what they created Advil for. Mm-hmm. So as long as I'm not going to do lasting damage, I'm going to get after it. So you don't really let your mind go there to the point of that's that what if that's me then taking, you know, several of the valid, that, that would be a real, that would be such a downer. I really couldn't handle that yeah. because also that type of thing isn't going to help me at all. And no, but I think it's natural to have your mind go to those places. And I think it's interesting that you just don't even go there. 
when my mind starts to go there, I stop it. Mm-hmm. And um, Jana, you know, who works for AMR, she has, ever since we've known each other a little over a year, she points out that I have a very compartmentalized mind. You know, mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, I put on my pajamas and I start watching TV and I leave my phone downstairs. Like, that's my hangout, you know, or that I only wear workout clothes when I'm working out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, yeah, I'm able to... Um, turn it off like a light switch uh, to quote Book of Mormon um, we do it all the time when you're feeling certain feelings that just don't seem right treat those pesky feelings like a reading light and turn them off like a light switch just go back so yeah so I have a, I, I know I have the ability to compartmentalize things and to stop myself from thinking about things because those thoughts would only bring me down and Mm -hmm. um, they wouldn't serve any positive purpose. And that, you know, when I talked to my, my coach that I worked with to get me to the Boston qualifying time, you know, and I called from the emergency room and who emails me every so often, you know, she is always like, Sarah, your positive thoughts are going to really help you. That's one of the reasons why you accomplish the things you accomplish. And so, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's amazing. I would have had a big old pity party for a good couple of weeks. And you didn't even really do that. You kind of got right on the emotional curve of healing. Oh, that's interesting you say that because I felt like I did have some pity parties. You know, I had a pity party the day I couldn't go on the field trip with the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's one Saturday morning. I definitely felt very down. I mean, I guess my pity parties don't last a super long time and I don't have too much confetti or streamers or anything. So, um, and... I mean, there's a part of me that worries. Okay, well, how about this? Jonat says that she thinks my cookie crumbles very well, which is completely true. That I I am feel I've had a very fortunate life. I mean, yes, I struggled with infertility. You know, yes, I went through an unexpected divorce. But I feel that those were compared to other people's road bumps in their lives. Those are pretty small. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and both my parents are still alive, and I. Um, there's a part of me that worries that that 2015 is the year my cookie's not going to crumble very well and this is just the start of it and that I worry that you know if I'm not back to running and my father dies mm-hmm. that's going to be hard yeah yeah Um, so I try not to I try not to think about that because right now he's you know alive and I'm seeing him in July, God willing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. And I, yeah. And the running helps you with your endorphins and your anxiety and it gives you a chance to, to talk and to be outside, and to be outside. And then how do you turn that around now that you're inside? Are you finding ways to, to get some of that? I mean, you know, I come over mm-hmm. and we take a walk around the block and that's wonderful, but it's not, it's not the same. It's not, you know, the same. I yeah. mean, we've got, you know, your husband and children and all the neighbors that want a well wish and they're mm-hmm. all encroaching on my time. <laughs> Back to me. <laughs> this has been rather hard for me. <laughs> they're not, they're not taking note of my pain here. So no, but seriously, it's, it's not the same. So, um, what other ways are, or, or maybe there's not really an answer for it. Maybe you're just, um, it's just one day at a time and it's definitely one day at a time, but you know, I do, I, I mean, right now sitting here, you know, I have a, we have a window, uh, we have 
easement, I guess it's called, mm-hmm. to get out to um, uh, egress. We have egress to get outside. That's what you have to have in Portland in a basement um, if you want to have it be a bedroom. So I can see trees right now. And so I'll just sometimes look out and look at the green of the trees. Mm-hmm. And silly things like... Um, this was a trick I discovered when I was breastfeeding the twins. Because when I was breastfeeding the twins, which I breastfed them exclusively, it's one of my life's truly one of the things I'm most proud of in my entire life, and I am not being facetious. And I had this enormous, what we called the life raft. It made a boppy look like, you know, a, a neck pillow that you use to sleep on a plane. Mm-hmm. And so it was, um, come on, that, that line usually gets bigger laughs. Molly, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so anyway, so I had what we call the life raft, which is this enormous um, pillow that you that clips behind your back and that you can breastfeed twins at the same time. And be hands-free about it. And so, um, and they're in the football hold, which was what I always did. And so, anyway, so I was there sitting. We have a couch, or I guess it's a love seat in our living room that if I would need to turn and look out the window to the right. And I just would always sit there when I breastfed them. And I just thought I was going to go insane. And finally, I realized... I could breastfeed the twins upstairs and look out a different window. And it was so insanely idiotic that it, but it made such a huge difference. And so I've reminded myself of that, that like yesterday I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting a little down. Well, I'll, I'll, you know, put my computer on my little knee scooter and push it into the living room. And now I get to look out a different window while I work. Mm -hmm. Um, And like there's, there's um, this um, family of sparrows. I think they're sparrows, um, little white, gray birds with black and mm-hmm. white heads is that a sparrow or is that chickadee maybe or maybe chickadee but i don't Might know be. yeah so they um they have made their nest in a birdhouse it's right outside my office window and i you know watch miller trying to stalk them and and all that stuff and then or i'll open up the front door and just stand there and feel the breeze and you're finding pleasures in the very small things. Very small that, things. That's great. Yeah. How do you deal with the the lack of exercise? Because you know you you can't have that same exhaustion that you do after a hard workout. I do, and you know it's it's very different than when I had plantar fasciitis, mm-hmm. and I feel that this is actually easier because it's so obvious. Oh, well, that's interesting. That I can't exercise mm. because I can't even you know. Um, put something in our recycling that's right outside the back door because it's too far of a lean to to put it in there. Um, so I feel, um, I mean, just last night I was thinking, oh, I should get some hand weights and do some bicep curls. And yeah, you I know. was wondering about that. Have you? Yeah, you haven't yet though. I haven't. Um, I have been. Um, I am a champion sleeper. Always have been, and I'm really showing my strength in that. <laughs> um, I sometimes go to bed at nine, and I'm able to sleep until seven or seven thirty. And um, I remind myself that my body's working very hard knitting new bone. Mm-hmm. And um, I also have been reminding myself a lot, particularly lately, that I had to take it really easy when I was pregnant with the twins. So I bear, I think, and I had a little bit of a problem there. So I could only exercise like 25, maybe 30 minutes a day. And then, you know, I had a C-section with them. So I had six weeks off of exercise. So I'm like, okay, I came back after that. And I, you know, which is fine. Or, you know, I think about when Jack and I traveled around the world, granted we were walking, but I only ran like three or four times in three months. So I know I can come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it also helps the time of year it is. Well, I could come, I can come up with a million things. <laughs> I've obviously thought about all this yeah. that, um, you know, that, that it's May. And so we're going to have, we're coming into some, a really nice stretch of weather. Mm-hmm. So I can, I don't have to think, Oh, this is the last sunny day because it's November 2nd. You know, it's like, no, it's May. We're going to have a whole bunch of sun after this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yes, it's been kind of a dreary May, but, um, I think, I think better weather is on its way. So the sleeping's not an issue. I think that would be a big thing for a lot of people, but you're able to get... Well, with the help of some, some pharmaceuticals. Oh, okay. Um, All right. <laughs> although although I got to say that um, painkillers, I haven't had much pain, but, but painkillers have not done much for me. And so I have found actually um, Tylenol PM is the best thing for getting a good night's sleep. So, oh. and, and, and I did just um, kick... John out and now Jack is back in. So, uh-huh. so a little uh, nookie nookie. <laughs> How's that with that cast? <laughs> we haven't figured that one out yet. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, All yeah. Right. But we're going to. I feel you know. I feel the um, the expiration date on the cast is come and gone. So I gotta <laughs> I gotta pony up and show some gratitude here. <laughs> That's right. He's been awfully nice to you. Yeah. Show that vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, Lainey uh, was wondering if you were doing anything. Food wise, like, mm. you know, if you're worried about your weight, were you doing a cleanse yeah. or do you have like secret things that you really like to eat? Comfort foods. Right, right. So and Lane being your oh, now 19 daughter. year 19 year old daughter, yes, who ran the Victoria Marathon, um, which I did last year, too. Mm-hmm. And then we sometimes run with. So, oh, that was one of my first things that that I can handle. I think not being able to exercise for a while, I can handle being inside, but I cannot handle um, being worried about putting on a lot of weight. So um, that I definitely, definitely am watching what I eat, and um, but I'm also not nearly as hungry. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how less hungry I am than when I'm running, even when I'm not training. Mm-hmm. You know that I'm just running because I like it and it's fitness. Um, so I. Yes. Um, and so then it's tough because some of these meal trains include delicious like brownies or a fabulous chocolate cake that our neighbor made. I eat that in very much smaller portions than I do normally. And um, I have discovered a lot of people, a number of people have sent me um, care packages that include chocolate bars. And usually I'm not just a chocolate bar eater. And gosh, there's a real delight to eating, you know, one square of like Ghirardelli with caramel in it or um, someone, a bunch of um, women from Wisconsin and Minnesota sent me a care package and in it was a Toblerone bar. And I haven't eaten Toblerone since I was um, um, a junior in college and we were, uh, I was flying to the, the then Soviet Union to go on a study group. And so got to go through duty free. You always get them in duty free. Yeah. Dude, uh, Toblerone equals duty yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. And so I bought one of those going into Russia. Okay. Land of, at the time, not super tasty food that, that I care for and not bountiful food. You know, this was, this was, you know, 1987. It was the USSR. And so I enjoyed, oh, back then, I that Toblerone was just, you know, mana from heaven for me and so I really had a big flashback when I was when I allowed myself a couple of the little triangle shaped pieces of the Toblerone so that was so I've been enjoying that so I've been savoring things did that one Toblerone last you all through Russia oh geez no it was one of the it was one of the bigger ones it was definitely a um as if people can see how far I'm holding my hands apart on on a podcast um it was it was one of the bigger ones it wasn't like a monster size one but no 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 it 
Um, but thankfully, I didn't have any children to to scurry up and eat it while I wasn't because I had to hide this one because I knew those little uh, buggers would oh, eat yeah. it. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, yes, so I have been enjoying that. But I um, and also I'm paying more attention to food that will be helpful in my healing. So um, uh, a, a lot of calcium. A lot of cal- yeah. I, I love calcium and I love dairy products, mm-hmm. but also. Um, uh, you met her, LaGene Lawson, who stopped by. Um, oh, she has this the vitamin day, and K. Vitamin K. Yeah. And so um, yesterday I Googled um, what what foods are highest in vitamin K. And it turns out that, you know, dark leafy greens are. So I made yeah. sure to eat yeah. um, spinach uh, for lunch yesterday. Always good. Always yes. good. Yes. And, and the plumbing's all working even without the uh, exercise? <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, they tell you that the painkillers are going to stop you up. I'm like, yeah. no, that can't be. And so I did tell you the first couple of times, I'm like, woohoo, I pooped today. So, so I mean, there were definitely early milestones that brought joy, which would be pooping, wearing jeans instead of yoga pants, because I discovered that wearing yoga pants just depresses me to no end and makes me smell terrible by the end of the day. And um, what was one of the other? Oh, I, oh, when I took a bath. Mm-hmm. So those were real banner days. Yeah. Particularly when they happened in the right order, you know, the pooping before the bath. So, yeah. Yeah. Rather than during. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> pooping would always be a common part of our morning conversation. So how'd it go? Yeah, you know, right. Do you need to? Where, yeah. you know, where are the port Right. Yeah. That's why yeah. you're 30 seconds late because you've made <laughs> one last trip to the bathroom. Yeah. I thought I might have to. You know, if you think you have to on a run, you should. Yeah. You know, before. Yeah. Right. That's, think you got it. You better you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so fashion wise, you've got the same pair of pants on that I've seen you in. A number of times. Yeah, a number of times. But but I did break out a new pair of jeans. I oh. thought I only had one pair of jeans that fit over. And so the cast is a little smaller than the splint. Uh-huh. So, um, yes. So in, And when I looked in my uh, drawer that has jeans in it, I think I have several pairs that might work. Oh, well, that's good. Yes, but no real. no yoga pants. Just You're done with that. I, and I, I was telling Chris about that yesterday. I don't know whether the yoga pants truly depressed me or whether since I just wore them at the beginning of the whole you know journey and i was depressed then whether i just happened to be wearing yoga pants when i was depressed but i'm not gonna look into i, I it's kind of like maternity like yeah. if you, wore, you know like i remember that i had a pair of yoga pants that i wore a lot while I, in the final months of my pregnancy man i want nothing to do with those pants afterwards you just want to be done with that yeah move on yeah yeah sure. so um you know, but I also don't want this time to be, um, like, tainted. Like, I don't want next May to be like, oh, last May I was so depressed and I, oh, that's when I had my fractured ankle, blah, 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 blah. Like, so, you know, I, I uh, someone, a couple people on Facebook and on Twitter have s- suggested that I try, you know, positive visualization. So I definitely sometimes close my eyes and kind of put my hands over heart center and, and visualize being at Boston next year. Oh, yeah. I and very specific places in Boston. I mean, I imagine I am just going to be a weeping, sobbing mess as I go down Boylston Street in the final finish shoot. Yeah. For many reasons, Mm -hmm. uh, both personal and larger issues, you know, with the bombing. And, um, and I envision it like us running in the dark, in the rain, in November and December. Mm hmm. And being so grateful for it, mm-hmm. and that you and I, you and I are are not fair weather friends. We we run in all sorts of weather, mm-hmm. whether I want to or not. 
Oh, come on. You're the one who's like, oh, Sarah, I don't know why you don't like this marine cloud cover. I, I really like it. I do like the, the cloudy weather, but I know there's been some mornings where like, can we go to the gym? No, we're not going to the gym. <laughs> I can only think of one time that that happened. Okay, uh, once. Yeah. Um, really stuck out in your mind, though. But but that, um, that, and I think about something that Bart Yasso said, Bart Yasso from Runner's World, who was an early, early guest on our podcast, probably one of the first dozen or, or so podcasts. And he said, never take a finish line for granted. Mm, and yeah. oh boy, now I'm going to break that down even smaller and think don't ever take any just random morning run for granted. And, but I do feel that I appreciate did, you know, I appreciated my workouts before this. So I don't feel that I was... Um, cavalier or casual about my enjoyment of running before this you know that that 2015 already was going to be the year of no races until the 26 strong opportunity came up um it was going to be the year of no races and just running for enjoyment Mm -hmm. so you have always been a seize the day kind of person yeah you find uh something good in everything and i really didn't have any doubt when you hurt your your leg that you would get through this with a lot of uh, positive ideas and you know, finding the good and everything you said, you know, you wanted to have more time with your children and your husband and, and you've done all that. As you look forward to uh, recovery, do you have any ideas about how you're going to go about that? Or is that just too far in the future? Like, you know, you're going to swim, you're going to bike, you're going to walk, you're going to get away or... Oh my gosh, I think about, when I see people walking in our neighborhood, I just think, oh, I'm so excited to just walk around our neighborhood mm-hmm. or... Um, Because that's probably where you'll need to start just to get some mobility going. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because even when my foot was out of the splint and before they casted it, it felt... I was really kind of freaked out by my bare ankle. And so the thought of, you know, standing on it and putting pressure on it is a little freaking me out. Um, I think about swimming. I, you know, you and me... good for the ankle. Yeah, you and me going to your club together and you and I going to your club together. Um, I think about maybe taking spin classes. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely, definitely excited to get back to bar class up at the refinery. And I know Ashley, the teacher, will make all sorts of wonderful modifications. And now I'll have another excuse why I can't squat quite as low or you know, <laughs> hold something quite as long. Oh, my ankle, my ankle. <laughs> Tilt that uh, pelvis. <laughs> uh, Sarah, we're, we're doing upper body work. Yeah, but my ankle, it supports me. Um, and um, well, like I'm going to see my parents um, in early July and my parents next door neighbors have a very lovely swimming pool and they, they're big runners themselves. And so they actually have um, those... Um, aqua belts Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna do some deep water running where I don't have to worry about sharing the pool with anybody else or getting my own lane um I think about riding my bike um -hmm. and um and yeah I mean I definitely I'm I mean but I still very much think about getting on getting on Boston Marathon training in mid-January that's still the ultimate goal yeah most certainly still the ultimate goal and it seems quite doable i mean at this point we don't know but we don't know but in the um so the like i said i have so i have two surgeons the younger one is a um, woman who's more conservative than the uh, seasoned um surgeon and she said she thinks you know five miles is going to be what i'll be up to six months after the surgery well that's november 6 if i'm at five miles november 6 you know, and then, but then she also says, oh, you know, a marathon's a lot of challenge on your leg. And, 
you know, um, you might have some pain and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like thinking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you don't know me very well. Like, right. <laughs> I can, I mean, this is Boston. This isn't me thinking, oh, I want to do, you know, um, just some run of the mill marathon. This is, I worked tooth and nail to qualify, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, I have talked to a lot of people who've qualified who are also going to be at Boston in 2016. I mean, I want to be there. I want to be on that starting line. I want to have earned it like I did because, you know, given my, um, profession i could probably get an entry to boston another time from perhaps one of our marketing partners or something like that i'm very fortunate in that regard but um i want to be there when i um qualified to be there absolutely yeah you've got a lot of emotional investment i do i do do you think you'll win I'm really worried about the Kenyans. They might give me a run for my money. Uh. Talk on those Kenyans. They're fast. It's true. There might even be some Americans who could beat me too. I don't know. Oh. You know, our, our core of runners is stronger than it used to be. I don't know. Uh. What if they'd let you do it with the with the, the knee scooter thing? Oh, yeah. A new category. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the partially disabled. Oh, my goodness. So, so I, um, yeah. So, you know, I, and, and, and Coach Bree immediately was saying that even in the emergency room. She said, Sarah, you only need three months to train, mm-hmm. you know, and she has much more ambitious goals for Boston for me. She's always had more ambitious Boston goals than I have had for myself. Oh, boy. Yeah. For me, you know, you're, <laughs> hey, watch out. Enjoy yeah. this rest, Molly. Um, you know, my goal has I'm always... Gonna, I'm going to have to self-inflict a wound. You know, just, <laughs> take a beetle pointing. <laughs> um, my, uh, my goal for Boston has always been kind of... Uh, to when I return to it, you know, kind of a four fifteen ish type. Oh my time, goodness! Type really? Four twenty? Yeah. So many. Um. So um, you know, I have to I have to push really really hard these days to get. I have to really keep my foot on the accelerator to go to do better than a four oh eight or four ten. And I'm talking pre injury. I mm-hmm. would have to do that. You know, I think about when I did the Twin Cities Marathon in 2012. You know, I I had my nose to that grindstone pretty much the entire time and I ran a 408 and I was very happy with that mm-hmm. you know and so um you know particularly now the, so yeah I've, I've just always thought that I just don't it's Boston's a really tough course and um I want to be able to you know stop and um you know interact with some of the fans along the way um so but I, Chicago's out you're not going to do Chicago yeah Chicago's totally out so that is uh so as part of the Socketing 26 strong program I was all set to run that with my cadet Laura who was on the show a couple weeks ago and so I'm still coaching Laura and I think I will still go to Chicago um she and I both have the hope we've both voiced the hope separately that maybe I would jump in and run a mile or two with her but I gotta say I'm not sure I'd be up to her pace by that point yeah um so, um, uh, yeah, but it would be, you know, I mean, Chicago is a fabulous marathon. We're thinking about hopefully being with one of our partners at, at the expo. So we hope to all have a big AMR contingency at Chicago anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, nice. um, yeah. And, you know, I, it was fine because before the accident, I'll admit I wasn't all that excited to run Chicago. I'm not a fan of big races. I make an exception for Boston. Um, I have seen the start of the Chicago marathon and it is a big, big, big race, um, with lots of people. Um, and I, although I do love the city of Chicago, I find it an incredibly beautiful city. The architecture is 
I might point out to Dimity is incredibly beautiful. Um, all the Frank Lloyd Wright stuff. <laughs> oh, just all the, oh my goodness. Like there's this um, boat tour of Chicago that, you know, goes on the Chicago River. And mm-hmm. the tour, I mean, just the tour guide pointing out like, oh, look how the cornices on that building then are echoed on the fresco of that one. And, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's so interesting. That's cool. Um, you know, and um, so uh, it was going to be a lot of fun, but you know, who knows, maybe, maybe another Saucony 26 strong is in my future. So, um, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have a race this year that I was super jazzed to do Mm -hmm. so that I don't have that disappointment. So now I have to, you know, I mean, I feel I timed my accident very well. My, I broke my ankle on May 1st and I don't even know the date of Boston next year, but I assume it's kind of around April 16 or something like that. So I have, you know, 50 weeks to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of time. So you're going to decorate that thing? You haven't, nobody signed it or anything. I was just thinking that this morning. So um, I I thought, oh, the kids are going to want to sign it immediately. So I was thinking about that this morning. I think it's because kids don't have all that many casts these days. And so I don't think they know that. And then I was thinking, well, why don't they have casts? I think it's because they're inside playing too many video games and watching (laughs) too much, you know, family guy. But um, that... I'm not sure they know that that's something you're quote unquote supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And so when I chose this, my, my cast is kind of a royal blue, would you call it mm-hmm. maybe? And it was supposed to be kind of a teal blue, which is the AMR color. And I was so upset that it's more royal. But anyway, so when I looked at it, I was like, oh, now my kids can't sign it. And, she, and at the same time, the tech and I both go, a silver Sharpie. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe as it gets a little closer, I'll let them start decorating it. But it might look kind of junky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I will be putting on, I'm going out to um, this weekend. Um, I will be at the Happy Girls Bend race. I have two helpers who are going to be doing the the lion's share of the work and all the heavy lifting, but I'll be there at the booth and I'm emceeing the race on Saturday, which I'm excited to do. I've done that for a number of years, but I will put on some running capris. I'm going to put on my Saucony capris for that. I guess I'll wear one sock in his shoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm thinking it's so funny to pack for, for Ben and be like, I only need left shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you paint your toenails on your cast foot or did somebody do that for you? Oh, no, that's my pedicure from before the oh, retreat. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. well, my that foot's not getting a lot of mm-hmm. wear and tear. so Well-timed pedicure. Yes. So, But I am thinking, do you think a, a pedicurist would, would redo my pedicure like with the cast on? Oh, sure. You think? Yeah, oh. I don't. I don't think they'll do the foot soak. <laughs> <Ba-boom, cha. laughs> of course they'll, they'll do anything for yeah, right yeah. for money give them yeah. the money and they will do anything mm-hmm. yes so um so yeah i am thinking it might be time to change anima so so I, I got orange toenail polish it back in april and it, i was really a change usually i do kind of more blues or greens or a little something a little more out there at the time i thought oh it's really different to do orange i looked down the other day and i thought i am never ever painting my toenails orange again <laughs> <laughs> um that's cheery yeah so but um you know uh i hope to have the cast off in two weeks i'm supposed to get it off on the last day of school here in portland which is june 11th and um and i've um and hopefully then i'll get put in a walking weight-bearing boot Mm -hmm. um there's debate between the female surgeon and the male surgeon about that she originally wanted me in the cast for four weeks and he's like no no no, three weeks and then we're in a weight-bearing boot and they were like okay we'll decide that then so i'm gonna try to not get my hopes up too high Mm -hmm. but i really hope to be in a weight-bearing boot um, by june 11th and 
I've only canceled my um, class reservations at the refinery through, I think, um, maybe, I don't know, I think maybe if I even have, I'm in class for the last week of June. So being optimistic, keeping those open, because yeah. I figure, you know, it's hard to get into the class, so mm-hmm. better stay in it than to get out of it. Um, yeah, and people would be seeing my toenails then, you know, in class, it's barefoot. Um, True. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a well coiffed group. It is. It is. It's a lovely group. And they're very generous. I've gotten cards yes. and meals from them and um that yes. outpouring of support has been really nice, hasn't it? It has been. I've gotten just car you know, I blogged about this a little bit. I mean, I've gotten cards from people that I really don't know other than on social media. I mean, Rachel from Australia, who was at our retreat, sent me the book that she was reading at the retreat that we had talked about, which was just incredibly generous and thoughtful of her. You know, I got a postcard from this woman, Susan, who was at Disneyland for a race, I guess, at, at Tinkerbell. And, you know, she was like, oh, sending you pixie dust. And, um, you know, just it. I have always been a big believer that the, that vibes and energy put out into the world really can be felt. I have always felt the support of. Uh, sorry. That's okay. Um. And you I do have, a nice job opening yourself up to that, oh, yeah. which is also hard to do. So I have I have always felt the support of um, other mother runners when I've been racing, when I've had big goal races. And so now that I am have a different goal, I definitely feel that support. And I feel that um, positive energy and prayers put out into the world um, do have a, an effect, mm-hmm. a positive effect. So I am very conscious of that and um, very grateful for it. Yeah, well, and you are also quite generous with your own support of everyone else in a um, very genuine way, which, you know, I've told you before, I have to be reminded to be nice, but you don't. (laughs) No, that's not, see, that is a little hard for me. Sometimes I think like, sometimes I I don't feel like a nice person. So it's hard for me. I'm like, why are these people being so nice to me? And you, you put it out there. You uh, do. Oh, well, th- thank you. I'm, I'm glad that that is, yeah. is felt. So, um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I just feel, you know, really embraced by the, the warmth and love of AMR and the support. And I'm incredibly grateful mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we gonna, we gonna wrap up this conversation. I think so. I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, yeah. I'm it's... hoping you get, get fat and slow, but <laughs> I doubt you will. You'll still beat me. I hate that. <laughs> You're going to have a two-ton ass and it's going to be ahead of me. <laughs> That's not fair. Oh, my goodness. Well, I miss the hell out of you, Molly. So i uh, seeing you every day. So um, I, uh, your your visits to me are um, sincerely some of the brightest spots in this whole thing. Well, so. I'm going to keep pestering you. I'll still be around. Good, good, yeah. good, good. All right. Well, um, if you want more of the whole AMR thing, you can find us on Facebook. We are Run Like a Mother the Book. We would be very appreciative if you would like our page. Our websites are anothermotherrunner.com and our store is motherrunnerstore.com on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the Mother Runner. We'd love if you would follow us. Our books Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother, and The New Tales from Another Mother Runner are available on Amazon as well as hopefully at your independent bookstores. And um, if you are out there running, many happy miles to you. 